Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and you all should be excited about this episode because it is potentially one of my most requested episodes or topics or I don't know. We had a lot of like similarity things. We've covered a lot of things that people have asked for. This one um, took forever, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, kind of took forever to get the right person and the right time. And today is the day we have a chiropractic student on. Hallelujah. Um, so we're going to talk to a student today about what, you know, how she's organized. She's about to graduate soon and like how she kind of kept herself sane and organized through chiropractic school, lessons she's learned, mistakes she's made. It's going to be a real, real good one. Um, but before we get to that, I am just going to take this moment to be able to complain to all of you guys because I don't get to complain in my town, all right? So business owners out there and students, this is something you don't, you don't, they don't tell you about, that when you move to a small town, well, okay, this is less about being a business owner and more about being a small town, you, everybody knows who you are. So that's nice. Sometimes I would say, most of the time I don't like it. Because you have to always be nice because you're not just Sarah Smith, you're Dr. Sarah, the owner of that company. And if you are not a good tipper, ugh, guess which waitress is going to tell everybody at that restaurant that Dr. Sarah from whatever Smith Chiropractic is a sucky tipper. And, you know, God forbid you actually complain like I wanted to do the other day. So here you go. You're just going to hear my story real quick. You can fast forward if you really don't like my rants. That's fine. So I am calling to schedule an appointment at a local tanning studio. Yeah, I do tan, but only a couple times a year. I swear it's more like I say I'm in preparation for a vacation. And the chick on the phone was just horrid. Now we have, her and I have like an ongoing thing where she just like continues to kind of, she's got, what is it called? RBF. I think I said that. Um, you know, she's just not a very happy person. And I have just kind of looked past it over the years. Well, this one day she just goes way too far, is so, so rude on the phone, embarrasses me for even thinking I could ask an appointment. And I call Kirby and I'm just like, 
I'm going to say something. I'm on my way to my tanning, not appointment. She's like, you just have to show up. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'm going to complain, Kirby. And he's like, okay, do you think? And he's like talking me down as Kirby has to do a lot of times. Um, not a lot of times, but, you know, I'll find these soapboxes and like I get really, really pissed off for <laughs> anywhere between two to 24 hours. And so he basically tells me that I can't. And, you know, how would we want blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, this is not fair. Our business focuses so much on amazing customer service. And I am pissed that because I live in a small town, I don't get to even politely point out to another business owner or to an employee like, hey, um, how you spoke to me as a customer on the phone is extremely inappropriate and I am considering moving my business. Like, no, 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 no. Lauren just has to suck it up and eat her feelings and complain to Kirby. And Kirby just has to keep hearing me complain even while editing this episode. He's going to be like, seriously? Is that been four days ago? Still on it, huh? All righty. Well, thank you. Thanks for being my safe space. Um, and to everybody going, every doc living in a small town is just going, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't get to be let anybody know my thoughts on anything. All right. But let's talk about a listener highlight. <laughs> so this one is um, on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for officially writing a review. Although I do screenshot um, everybody who sends me a DM, I get lots of DMs um, that say, you know, I just discovered your podcast. I'm loving it. I'm loving this episode. I screenshot those and like put them um, in the roundup for like listener highlights, and I do love them. But officially on Apple Podcasts is what does help the show get shared more um, and seen more. So I appreciate it. So this one is from Skinny55, and it says, Pumped to find this. Who doesn't love finding a gem? This podcast is filling the gaps I knew were there, but didn't know what to do about them. It's all the things I loved rolled into one. Chiropractic, marketing ideas, practice insights, women supporting women, and love. Keep up the great work. Thank you. That's an amazing, like, I don't know. It's You're kind of, all my highlights are like children, where I love them each. But, like, that's an amazing podcast review, and I really appreciate that, Skinny55. I don't know you, but I feel like we are connected through this microphone right now. Anyways. Okay. So let's move on to our, um, our our guest that we have today. So months and months ago, I had put something on Instagram and said like, all right, I am looking for a student. Um, and you guys had to kind of prove yourself to me. You had to like send me audio clips because I didn't want to have a dud on. Let's be honest. And if you didn't get picked, it's not because you were a dud. I promise. Actually, everyone who sent was pretty good. Um, but, you know, there's nothing worse than getting onto an interview and you are recording and you're like, wow, this person sucks on, on the audio. Um, not that that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Anyways, so to our student, uh, her name is Victoria Petrozello. Uh, I think we do get into her Enneagram and her... Um, her background, like, I'm like, what are you Italian? What, what's going on? She has a slight accent. I definitely take a tangent at some point to figure out her background. Anyway, so Victoria is an 11th quarter chiropractic student from Life University. 
for all y'all non-Kairos. That means she's almost graduated. Um, she was born and raised in Paramus, New Jersey. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but yep, that New Jersey accent, that's what you hear. She always knew she was meant to help people get better and healthier. With her personal experience of how chiropractic care has helped her prevent a surgery that could have changed the direction of her life and working for a chiropractor during her undergraduate degree, she knew chiropractic was the profession she was meant to be in. She loves traveling, spending time with family and friends, and serving the Lord. Her passion is to focus on women's health, prenatal, and pediatric chiropractic. She believes understanding, listening, and nurturing the body that God has given us is the best way to understand normal human physiology and chiropractic care is one of the ways to help. And she didn't add this in her bio, but she's also a really awesome fangirl of She Slays Today. So before we jump in, um, you know, and I ask her some hard questions. I really do think that this um, this is going to be helpful for any student going into a major graduate program whether that's law school or vet school or dentist school, you guys, P.S., do you know that female veterinarians have the highest suicide rate of like any profession or maybe that's specific to females? Like maybe I've said that on the podcast before, but like it blows my mind. Um, and I really want to understand it more. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I like have these like little girls and you guys know I'm always trying to like manipulate people into going into chiropractic. Manipulate was the wrong word choice there. A guide and mentor is what I meant to say. But now when I have like little girls that are like, I want to be a veterinarian, I'm like, how about an animal chiropractor? Let me just go 30 years into the future and protect your mental health. What was I talking about? Oh, yep. We're about to pray. But how did I get on that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast will be good for lots of people. Anyways, let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for students that listen to this podcast, students that push themselves and go into these really hard programs. Um, be with them. Every student listening, be with them and let them hear Victoria's message and every chiropractor who's past school and going like it is worth it you will get through this one day at a time focus on the priorities of your physical health your mental health your studies relationships surround yourself with people who pour into you um and just just know know with every fiber of their being that this work will pay off that the chiropractic is one of the greatest professions and, but it's hard. It's so hard. Um, be with all the chiropractors listening to this. Let them, you know, kind of find joy in their heart that like, oh gosh, I remember that. Um, and let them feel pride in what they've accomplished. Feel like being in, in the workforce can really just beat you up some days. And some days it's so rewarding. And some days it's just like, Lord, help me. Um, are you allowed to say, Lord, help me in a prayer? You know what I mean? Uh, so be with the doctors, help them wherever they can with students in their lives to pour into them and like just fuel them up, you know, as students reach out and say, can I shadow you? Like fill them with positivity. I've had so many bad shadows when I was a student that were just negative and like how much chiropractic was going to beat me up as a student. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so reminder, like, let them know that what they're doing is huge and hard 
and um, that it's worth it and it is great. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, everyone. So this is my conversation with soon-to-be Dr. Victoria. And it's just Victoria, right? Yeah. Even yep. shorten Victoria. Have you ever had any nicknames? I have. I had Tori in high school, like growing up. That's what my and that's also like, what my family says. Um, yeah, but like I like Victoria. Yeah, I was gonna say you're Zoom better. Victoria. Um yeah. name Lauren is unnicknameable. That's true. Like I mean, lore, maybe. So I have one person who has insisted on giving me a nickname, and it's one of my best friends from chiropractic school, actually. We sat next to each other all of all of schooling. And um, yeah, she would, she's like, she insisted on lore. And I'm like, whatever. If it, it brings you joy to give me a nickname. I like lore. The most hideous. It's like Thor. It's like oh, I've been I've been called way worse. So um okay so you know what in my question so I have all these questions Mm -hmm. that students have sent in either specifically for this show or just questions that I get from students Mm -hmm. a lot so I'm really excited to have you on um thank you thank you for having me yeah and but the one thing that like isn't what I would like to know is how the heck is COVID, how is being in chiropractic school over the last year? Yeah, it's rough. Um, you know, I missed, I really missed the human interaction and, you know, like, how do you learn chiropractic online? Like you really, how do you you just can't, you just can't. So, um, a lot of it throughout this whole process has been like zoom and video and getting a patient from home and having the instructor, like be on the other, you know, across the screen and telling you like, Oh, okay. Like put your hand here and put your hand there. But like, you're not getting that hands-on practice. You're not getting that practice. I mean, it's just so hard. Um, I can't even tell you like how we're doing it. Like we're just doing it. We're just doing the best we can in terms of like, I know during COVID we really weren't supposed to be doing that. Me and my friends would still get together and have like our little, a little club. There's probably like eight to 10 people at one of our houses. And we would just like practice palpating and adjusting one another, but I don't know if everybody else is doing that. I remember teachers being like, now, you're not supposed you to be adjusting, <laughs> but then like most of the time they would kind of be like, seriously, if the only adjusting that you practice is it like under monitored supervision, mm-hmm. you are going to suck. So like, yeah, they would say like the rule is supervised chiropractic adjustments only. And then they mm-hmm. would go, but for real, you need to practice way more than we make you practice. hundred percent. And I feel bad too, because, all right, so we went in March and then. Um, like my friend who's a quarter above me missed a whole quarter of student clinic. And then they just had one quarter, which is 10 weeks of adjusting students. And you're going out to outpatient and now dealing with the real world. And you're like, what the freak? How am I supposed to, you know, and we only need what 25 adjustments to pass student, like that one quarter of student clinic. How do you like, I just, 
So that's where I am a huge advocate, you know, and, you know, I'll continue to say this is just going to clubs. I mean, that was like how I got my hands on. That's how I got my practice. And even when I was home during quarantine, like I was adjusting my whole family. I brought my table. I was just everyone's like, you got so good. I'm like, yeah, everybody, I had the whole anybody neighborhood coming my in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my neighbors would come over. Like it was fun. We had a great time. <laughs> Some of Kirby's friends, like roommates from college, because he was finishing up um, college when I had started chiropractic school. And some of his roommates, like they are still getting free chiropractic care 10 years after I've graduated because like you were willing to let me learn on you. So forever, I'm the one who messed up your spine. (laughs) I shall be the one to fix it. (laughs) A hundred percent, hundred percent. So let's back up a little bit. Pre-chiropractic school, you know, what were you going to undergrad for? Did you always know it was going to be chiropractic? How did you decide on chiropractic? So I started getting chiropractic care when I was 10 years old. I was in softball and I hurt my knee and I went to two orthopedic surgeons and they both told me that I needed surgery. Um, I tore my medial meniscus. So my dad was doing work for a chiropractor. My dad's a plumber. Like he was just working at his house and he goes, I really think that you should try chiropractic. And I'm like, what? Cause he was talking to um, my doc at home and, you know, saying, Oh, I think I can help your daughter. And he's like, telling me this. I'm like, no, like a chiropractor's spine. Like I hurt my knee, like 10 years old thinking I do everything. <laughs> so, um, so my mom was so against me getting surgery that young. So I, so we finally, um, we went to a chiropractor and I was getting adjusted. He was adjusting my knee and he was giving me PT exercises along with like cold laser. He was doing like a bunch of things on me. Mm -hmm. So he goes, listen, this is my doctor back home. Give me four months, give me four months of just rehab chiropractic care. And then we'll, we'll see if you need surgery. And I went consistently, I followed his care plan. And within four months, my knee has been perfectly fine and I've never had any problems. And that was like the first seed that got planted in my head of chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And then as I continued in high school, I always thought I'd be going to med school. And then I went to college, still thinking I'd go, I went the pre-med, pre-med route. And then I got open to PA, physician assistant. And then I started working for a chiropractor while I was in my undergrad. So I would do like his clerical work, scanning, stuff like that. And just being in the office, like part-time job in undergrad and seeing what a great practice he had and how many people were just getting so much help. If people um, are just happy, like that is something that I think chiropractors take for granted um, is just like the, like people are happy because they're getting yeah. better. Like you go sit in like a dentist office or like even worse, like a medical waiting room and people are just miserable. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and, and those patients, your chiropractic patients are loyal to you. Like they will come back, like, especially I'm from New Jersey. So they would be, um, you get the snowbirds. That I was they trying go to pick out your accent. And this whole time I'm like, distracted. I'm like, nope, she said route, not root. So she's not Canadian. Okay. Is there Italian? 
the ADHD. I I tell you guys all the time. All terrible good. host. Anyways, New, Jer- New Jersey Italian. Right. Yep. There we go. There we go. Now I can focus. Now, well, hold on. Do you know your enneagram? I'm a two wing three. Okay. All right. Now we can continue. Okay. Um, so all these snowbirds from Florida would would always come back in the winter. They'd be coming back and they're just loyal. So seeing that um, I worked there from my freshman year up until I graduated and then some a little after I graduated. And that's, I mean, working there, my experience with chiropractic, that's where I was like, I think chiropractic is for me. And, you know, uh, it was a last minute decision because I wanted to go to PA school, but I felt like I have a PA personally, this is my thing and I'm not, and I love PAs, but um, I think they're a little limited. I don't think I would do well working under someone. I think I just would rather be my own doctor with my own treatment plan and stuff like that. So that's just me. Yeah, absolutely. And not even like the PA versus doctor, like for me, it was, I needed to be an entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. I needed to be able to set my vacation schedule. I needed to set my hours. I needed to be able to say like, I am not coming in this Thursday because my kids got a Christmas mm-hmm. parade thing and I am not going to see patients and it not be having to be okayed by like someone else. Absolutely. Um, and so that's why I like, I just, pour into young girls in the clinic all the time of like, have you thought about chiropractic? Like, have you thought about chiropractic? Have you thought? And like PT's got such a good, like PR person. Like they're always like, well, I don't know. I'm thinking about physical therapy. I'm like, physical therapy? What are you doing? You can do physical therapy as a chiropractor. And then you get to be a doctor and set your own hours. Yeah. Why would you become a physical therapist? Yeah. Um, but they just have such a good, like, um, I feel like in high school, uh, like, I don't know when they're talking about like career services, PT just has a better HR rep than we do, but yeah. So, but it's just such this, it's a great profession. So anytime that I'm talking to a female and they're like, I don't know, did I make the right choice? And I'm like, you did, you absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Chiropractic is amazing when it comes to work life balance. And then if you do want to have kids, like, even if you don't want kids, holy cow, the ability to check your own kids, like week to week, it's not super magical. Like I've posted before that I will laugh and just be like, get on the damn table. Like there's <laughs> nothing magical about most of my adjustments with my kids. But when my kids come out and they think they're like, I think I'm going to throw up and they're sick or they wipe out on their skateboard and it's like, do you have a concussion? Like mm-hmm. being able to check them in the middle of the night, like just all of those moments are like, we'd be going to the ER right now. We'd be going 100%. to, the ER, even if I was like, you know, and so it's just like, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So then how'd you pick your school? Cause you went, to, you're going to life. Yeah. I go to life university in Marietta, Georgia. So, um, my chiropractor, my hometown chiropractor went to life and he's like, you're going to go check out life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I guess. And so I can't, so I came, I did the life leadership weekend and I loved it. Um, this is probably, I just knew that I was meant to be there here. Mm -hmm. So I didn't look at any other schools. I probably should have, but 
Um, you know, when you know, you know, like when I was touring the campus and seeing everything that they offered, I was like, I belong here. I know I belong here. And like, that was it. And that was, I, I wish it was easy for like, like that for everybody, but I was like, this is it. I'm coming here. <laughs> I, I do wish that, um, I would have looked like I picked purely based on geography. So, you know, um, when people ask, they're like, well, how'd you pick Northwestern in Minneapolis? And I'm like, I lived in lacrosse and Minneapolis is two hours away. So mm -hmm. like, that's what I did. Um, and it's not to bash Northwestern or anything like that, but like, it's definitely, there are many things that as a chiropractor, I attribute to the college I picked, mm -hmm. you know, like when people are like, well, what technique and what did like, and why did you do this? And why do you yeah. do that? And why? And it's just like, because that's what they told me to do. Why did I not find philosophy and like my passion for like, why did I not know what tick stands for? Because I went to Northwestern. I don't know. They yeah. Still forget teaching innate chiropractic, chiropractic. Oh, they don't teach you that. Do you ever seen like chiropractor? Yeah. This is chiropractic. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, Life University, like we are very philosophy based, um, but philosophy doesn't resonate or, with everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's so I mean, no matter what school you go to, you're going to have to weed in and out the things that you like and what you don't like in general. So chiropractic really as a chiropractor, it's what you make it and what resonates with you the most. Oh, 100%. Okay. So let's talk about the first few. So in your scenario, it's quarters and Northwestern is trimester. So if I say trimester, um, so you have how many quarters? There's 13, 14 quarters, okay. depending if you double peak or not. Okay. What, what, what's double peak? Is? So peak peak is like your preceptor shit. Okay. So when you go out into an office with a doc and get your experience oh. there, so you have the you have the option of either double peaking, which is 40 hour weeks in one quarter and like graduating right after that, or you can split it up in two quarters. Um, if you split it up in two quarters, you have the option of stay of going to one office in one quarter and then going to another office in another quarter. Or if you want um, more time to learn from one office, you can stay there for six months as opposed to three. So it's 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 good that we have that option. Sounds um, like a way for them to keep you paying them and doing free labor. I'm just like, why would you not graduate as fast as possible and just like become an associate? Like, because that's, that's, that's my thought process. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was going to say, we'll get to that. But I'm just injecting, <laughs> maybe you're double peaking and I'm just like totally offending you right now. Like, uh, no, no. Okay, so these first few quarters, um, so for any non-chiropractors listening, this has got to be boring as F, uh, but so in, in at Northwestern, and I'd love for you to kind of, if you remember, like, so I remember like the first trimester was like 24 to 26 credits, and this was not like undergrad credits where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know and then I have psych 101 and then like women's history and like this here's like, discussion boards like yeah, it's like <laughs> anatomy biochem <laughs> boom boom and you're just like oh my god um mm -hmm. and then like 
for us, I think the second trimester was the most intense. Um, and we were like 28, 29 credits. And we were literally sitting in the same room from like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 5 p.m. Yeah. And then like on some days we'd have labs also, but like mm-hmm. we were in school 40 hours a week. So yep. it was a similar experience still? Very similar. Um, 40 hour week sitting in the same classroom or at least like the one next to it after mm-hmm. an hour. Um, it was just like my brain was going to explode every day. I mean, you're there from like 7 a.m. to about 5 p.m., sometimes 7 p.m. every day. And you bring your lunchbox and you bring like extra clothes to go to the gym in between that. I mean, you live there. Mm-hmm. I just remember even the days that I was sick, I used to just be there miserable, sick on the floor, like overtired and laying in the middle of the freaking aisle because like I can't miss class. Like, <laughs> And granted, you know, the PTSD from it is just like, oh my gosh, PTSD is an understatement, but um, you find your friends and your friends, you just get through it and you just help each other and, um, support each other. I mean, during midterms and finals weeks is like when you want to cry the most, but, um, I think the support system that you create for yourself is what makes your experience that much better. Yeah. As far as like the mental health, because it's like, mm-hmm. there's literally only so many, hours in a day mm-hmm. so you know it's not like a job where it's like okay well eight to five and then you might squeak in a workout mm-hmm. or a break or right away after but it's not like okay now go make dinner and like have some you time it's like and then watch oh, tv no. it's like no girl you gotta study now <laughs> no no now you study and yeah. like, do the homework from that and mm-hmm. so incorporating air quotes social time yes. into studying mm-hmm. anything else that was like really helpful for mental health um yeah so definitely the social health the social time with your friends incorporating it with studying um I would say in terms of mental health um like even just like a couple hours a week of finding personal time. So my thing is I'm involved in a Bible study that I go to once a week. Um, It's just like an hour and a half a week. And that's what resets me. And it allows me to fill my cup up in order for me to get through the rest of the week. Oh, that, that sounds like magical advice. Cause I was going to say, oh yeah, I would do a target run, but that, I just (laughs) at you too to like the bigger picture Mm -hmm. because like I feel like you can just get so in the weeds as far as like crap I got a 75 Mm percent on that exam like it's like that I studied my butt off for um but yeah just something along those lines and whatever anyone I mean that it could be as simple as just reading your Bible 10 minutes a day, you know, that's a Bible study in a week, but. So did you, so I was a very achiever oriented, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like a lot of people who decide they're going to go to chiropractic school are very achiever oriented, you know, like it's very common that I'll hear, you know, like I was between med school and chiropractic type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you come from undergrad 
where your GPA absolutely matters. Absolutely. And in high school, it absolutely mattered to chiropractic school. Like, I don't think I really, I think I was still very GPA focused versus you're going to need this for your career. Like Mm -hmm. I was still kind of like playing the game of like, get an A next. Like, is that, did you have to go through any kind of process for your mental health of like letting go of grades or like, are you still feeling like, no, I'm still just doing it? Well, obviously, you know, it's in our mentality is to always just strive for the best. Mm -hmm. But if I get a C, I'm not going to kick myself for it. I, as long as here's my mentality, if I put my hundred percent effort into it, I'm, I'm golden. I don't care if I get an A or a C because I got just as much out of it than someone who got an A. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say that chiropractors who get C's are the best chiropractors from what I hear. No, but <laughs> that person got a C who said that. <laughs> Well, and, you know, and somebody might be like, well, no, the, the chiropractor who got an A, you know, learned more. And it's like, did they ask them a year later that test, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing? Yeah. So I wish I would have just like tried to learn it because I feel like you memorize things in a different way when you're mm-hmm. just trying to get the A, when you're just trying to like think about you know, getting the A, your brain, like, it's almost like it put, goes in short term. And then it's like, clear, next, clear. And yeah. so thinking about a long term. Conceptually, too. I mean, for me, I have to make sense of things. And how I make sense of things is different than a test taking skill, mm-hmm. which I stink at. I'm so, so bad at test taking skills. Um, so as long as I understand it, and I can apply that to when I go to student clinic, when I see my patients, I'm fine. That's, I'm happy with myself. And it's kind of just let, like you said, letting that go of like an A, an A, getting on the Dean's list and whatever. It's okay. And also it's okay to fail too. Like I, I tell so many students that it's like, you learn so much when you fail. I'm not just saying a test. I'm not just saying you know, a a class in general, like it's okay. Don't kick yourself in the butt for it. And it also gives you time to reflect about what you need to work on and get better at. So, so you said you suck at test tasting, taking skills. Are you, Mm -hmm. um, like, do you have a diagnosis or something? No, it's just, uh, it's just not how I am. Um, it takes, it takes me, I think about 10 times more studying time to get to the average person. Okay. And that's, and that's fine. And I'm still good in school and I still work well with my patients. It's just that I put a little bit extra time into it. What are some, do you have any like tips or tricks? Like what have you had to do? Because, you know, we kind of reference when you're in school and this and that, but like, I would remember again, PTSD is 10 years ago. But like I remember like looking at finals week or midterm. Mm-hmm. And you would have like a midterm Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Friday and then the next Monday. And it's like, okay, I'm not even, I'm not even looking at Fridays until I am done with this one. So like what kind of 
studying tips or techniques have you had to implement to be successful at that level of the amount of time you need to study and the amount of tests that's happening? Um, One thing that I made sure that I did was after the lecture, I would at least look it over one more time. So at least when I'm studying for the midterm, I haven't just seen the information once. Mm. So like at the end of the week or whatever, after the class, I mean, now with COVID and everything being online, we have a quiz at the end of lecture or whatever. So I make sure I look through it again. So it's not the first time that I've seen it. So that's really helped me. Um, And just condensing it down and taking away all the extra information in the PowerPoints and whatever they say or whatever, get the most important stuff. And I'm the, I'm, I'm a visual learner. So putting things in graphs and charts and like seeing it on a whiteboard with different colors, that's, that's my jam. That helps me. Um, I've also heard that people who are more an audible learner, they will record themselves saying their notes into their phone. So on their way to school, they'll listen to themselves and it'll help them. Oh, interesting. I am the worst, like I'm the anti audible learner. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But I've heard people do that as well. So that's that's smart. I was big flashcard person too. Are those still cool? Flashcards? Yeah. Flashcards are still cool. And um, but I'm sorry, we're in 2021 now. We have the iPads that you can write on. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, um, <laughs> I'm so old school. So, um, every year prior to this year, um, I'll go back to Northwestern cause they'll do homecoming and I don't go for like the hoorah rah, but they offer really cheap continuing ed. And so you have the choice when registering, whether you want to get your notes electronically or Mm. printed and my associates have just ripped on me every single year because I'm like because you have to pay like 25 or 30 bucks to get the notes printed oh my gosh and I'm like I want printed notes do you want printed (laughs) they're like no I don't want printed notes I will download them and I will write them on my iPad I'm like "Mm, I'm not doing that (laughs) I need to highlight things and they're like you can highlight you can highlight on your notes and I'm like it's not safe it's not the same so I I agree because even growing up in like in middle school and high school, everything, we wrote things down. So even though things are on my iPad, like my PowerPoints and stuff, and I highlight, I'll still get a piece of paper and write it down on a piece of paper because it just helps me better. Um, But I know students that they'll put everything on their iPad and and I just, I'm not like that. I'm not as good as that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then I also see on Instagram, I'm sure you see some of these accounts, like these Cairo students who have like the most gorgeous notes ever. I know. And I'm like, God, learn. (laughs) Or maybe it's like a mental health expression. Just kind of like I told that social media is like an artistic expression for me. He's like, okay, sure it is. (laughs) I'm like, are you doing that during class? Is this your form of doodling? So, yep. These beautiful, beautiful notes. Okay, yeah. talk yeah. money. So okay. I think the average Cairo student comes out now between like 220 and 250 mm-hmm. in debt, um, which makes my 176,000 that I came out in like a walk in the park. <laughs> so how do you keep expenses low while in school? Like what have you been doing as far as like money-wise? Okay. So each quarter I get my, my loan money and 
it's X amount of dollars. So I'll put X amount of dollars. Okay. However much money that is, I put at least a thousand to 1500 in my savings. That's like right off the bat. I don't even look at that. And I've been doing that since quarter one. So by the time you graduate, you have about 10 to $15,000 based on however much you decide. Um, and then I put my, um, my rent money and utilities away. So don't even look at that. And then whatever is left, that's, that's my money for food, gas, going out with my friends, whatever it may be. Um, and that's what I look at after I put away all my expenses. Um, in terms of like, uh, like extra ways to make money, I babysit on the weekends. You do. I have, yeah. In Georgia, they, they have sitter tree, which is like a care.com. And I will just, I'll work whenever I can. What I like most about it is you can choose your own hours, whatever family's looking for a babysitter at whatever day and whatever time you just apply to it. And if they like you, they'll choose you. So, you know, life happens. Like I got asked to be in a couple weddings while I was in school. So how I would save money for the wedding would be babysitting on the weekends. Um, so that's my little extra thing that I do on the side. Um, and also I think is super important. That's one of the yeah. things that I, I did many things wrong, but um, that was <laughs> one of the things that I wish I would have gone back and done is had just a couple hours, whether it was working for the school or babysitting or working at a coffee shop for three hours on Saturday morning, like anything that reconnected me with like money, because yeah. when you're just given, I mean, back then, gosh, I'm trying to remember, I'm pretty sure that they would like take tuition out. And then I would get between like 4,500 and $6,000 every four months and like I was sharing a room so like my my rent was like 400 bucks a month and so it was like payday and yeah. like I would go shopping like I was <laughs> really irresponsible things mm -hmm. and because you know like I'd go to Target just because I'd been studying for six hours I have another six hours of studying I need like a, a Target let run. me go to Target I know and drop 120 bucks mm-hmm and like not even it adds up. about it at all and like but if I would have just like been a little more connected with like wow okay so I just babysat for five hours and made and I just spent all of that in one sitting at Target like I think it would have like just made me a much wiser spender um, yeah putting it into perspective yeah it's and I never saved any money I I would save whatever was left over at the end and I would have this trimester, but right, like, you know, it's like the week before we're going to get a new check. But even then, I don't think I even like saved it one trimester. I remember being like, shit, I didn't spend much money. It's spring break. You know how cheap Vegas is? Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> oh my God. I am just the worst. <laughs> oh my God. See, Victoria does not <laughs> Not me. This is why I needed to have a student on. Because when people are like, how were you good about saving money during school? And I'm like, I was not. Is that an answer you wanted? No, it's not? Okay. Um, another thing too that I tell everybody is like, if you can to open up a credit, a credit card that has a rewards system to it. 
um, and put like all your groceries and gas money on there. And my thing is I have a, an Amazon uh, credit card. So whenever, if you go to Whole Foods or spend on Amazon, you get like 5% back. And then if you go to any grocery store, you get 2% back, whatever it adds up. And whenever you need things for school, like you use your Amazon points. Mm. So yeah, use your credit card. You should not be shopping get at Whole Foods. I do know this. No, don't oh, shop at Whole Foods. No. Cub, I was, no. do you have Cub Foods down in like up in New Jersey or in, in Georgia? What Cub, is it? Cub Foods. It's very, never heard of it. It's very, uh, it's cost effective. Let's just say that. I'm like, hold on, <laughs> let's no be, don't be shopping at Whole Whole Foods. No, nobody's no, got no, that. No. I don't have that. No. <laughs> I'm just, and even if you shop on Amazon, you get five percent back. So yeah. there's other credit cards that get the cash back to whatever. Any sort of credit card with the rewards, I think helps. I, I like that too because with a credit card, at the end of the month, you get a statement, and mm-hmm. you have to look at that statement and. Yeah. You know, if the statement is $700 one month and the next month it's 1100, you kind of need to go, oh yeah. Versus like, if you're just using a debit card, you never have to kind of like re-reflect on that $120. That's true. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that, like, you have to swallow that. Like, okay, I might've gone a little out of hand this month. Next month, I need to bring it back in. So 100%. Okay. Let's talk technique because mm-hmm. again, it's a question I get a lot of, like if I post a video of me adjusting a baby or, you know, like people are like, how'd you pick your technique? What technique are you using? Like, and so in school, my experience was like, I had no idea that I needed to quote unquote, pick a technique. Like, I don't know. I went to class and then they taught me stuff. And then I did the things they taught me. And, but Mm -hmm. I I wasn't going to the, um, you know, I did like peds club and motion palpation, but I did never even went to activator club or AK Mm -hmm. club or any of those. So how did you, how'd you balance like keeping an open mind while still like picking a technique? Cause there's so Mm -hmm. much emphasis on it. Well, my biggest emphasis would be, like you said, is going to motion palpation club. That's like, that's our bread and butter as chiropractors. We need to know what the joints feel like and how our body moves. And having that as a foundation is so important. And I tell everybody, like all this, the first quarter set, like all the people starting out in chiropractic school, find your motion palpation club at school. If you have one, if not start one (laughs) and, and get involved in that. Um, You need that. Number two, um, I feel like once you have that, then you can start looking at different techniques. Um, I always tell everybody to just go to different clubs and see what you like and see what resonates with you because- And your body. And your body, exactly. And um, because let's be real, like not every technique is going to work for every patient, I don't think. So I know our school, they make sure we have a good four to five techniques in the program and in the curriculum to make sure we have that in our back pocket. Because, you know, and I also, someone told me this the other day, I'm like, wow, that's deep. But like, I feel that each patient shows you something different as well. Um, So being able to understand your patient in terms of their body and being able to serve them the way that you should 
And part of that means having a couple techniques in your pocket. I don't think that we should bash one another because one technique is better than the other. That's like a little civil war between chiropractors. You got plenty of those. Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, we all have the same end goal in mind and that's to serve our patient and help our patients, not to see who is better at it. It's just as long as you're getting to the same end goal. Um, So just going, I think going to different clubs and trying to figure out what is best for you, your body and your, um, you know, your heart essentially, yeah. because your patients are going to be able to feel that. Yes. So. Well, I, yeah, I, what I would say is you will know in chiropractic school, if you are just like supposed to be this one and only technique. And I think it's a very few amount of people who are just like activator or upper cervical is like my jam It is Mm -hmm. what I am going to do. I don't care about any of this other stuff. I'm going to start a practice or I'm going to go work. And this is what I'm going to do. If you're that kind of person and you like, and you know what technique, cool. But I would say, I would guess that like 97% of patients, and yes, I pulled that percentage out of my ass. um, (laughs) I would say 97% of people in chiropractic school, look at that 3% and go, wow. They're just so sure. Mm-hmm. They're like, I should be sure. What should I be mm-hmm. sure of? Um, yeah. And so them, and what I would say is like, no, 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 no. Good for them. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. But my preference is if you don't feel called to something specific, that's great. Pick up lots of as many. Like you said, graduate with multiple ways that you can approach a patient um, that feel good as far as like how much time you're going to spend with them, like what kind of p- problems you're going to see. And then also don't stress because the day you like open your first clinic or you start as an associate and how you adjust one year later and how you adjust five years later and how you adjust 10 years later, it will change because we get bored. Mm-hmm. Like, and we go to things and we're like, that's cool. I have I have so many women that are dealing with diastasis recti. I didn't even know that like this technique, well, I'm going to take that back on Monday and start, you know, I went to um, MC squared or MC2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. I was good. What I like about it is it, they, they called it like an overlay. So you can use it with manual HVLA adjustments. Oh, I like that. Okay. It. So it's an assessment tool that you mm-hmm. adjust to the person however you want to. So I went and I did that like two and a half years ago. You know, so we had already been in practice seven and a half years and it was like, oh, this is cool. We're going to start kind of using this. And some days I use it and then other days I just don't. And I kind of like fall into my Lauren technique. And because then there's other stuff that starts happening as like the more you touch people. So I would not say that I'm an intuitive person, but years into practice especially if you're a little more intuitive than I was um because I was very mechanical is all of a sudden it's like you start stretching something and this has happened where like I've posted a picture of a baby and I've had someone say like what are you doing right there and I'm like um I don't know I don't know what my I'm unwinding because and they're like well how do you know how to unwind there and I'm like uh like (laughs) I can't tell you what seminar I went to that 
taught my hands what to do with the patient, but like, then that's going to start happening. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, don't stress. Like if you feel called yeah. to something, do it, if you don't, then just learn, just keep picking up stuff. Yeah. I feel like a lot of new students really get hung up on that. They really think they have to like choose something and choose it now. It's, and that's, that's a journey in and of, in and of itself, because I mean, I heard a chiropractor go to an activator seminar one weekend and he totally changed his practice on Monday morning because he loved it so much. Mm-hmm. So oh, we've all know. the docs are like, Oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> like, you go back and you're yes. like, shoot, how am I going to flip this practice? Um, okay. So you graduate when? At the end of this year, that's the plan. Okay. End of 2021. Um, so as you're starting to like wind down, how are you keeping, how have you kept motivated throughout this process? Um, it's definitely been hard with COVID because I think a lot of the bulk of what I, what keeps me motivated is actually being in class and being in school and being around my colleagues. Um, so it's definitely been tough, but, um, being able like I said earlier, is just to have that great support system in terms of like helping each other out because things can get really dry and really hard. So that is super important. Um, and just making sure that um, even like your home life, like you have good family and friends that can support you as well because otherwise it'll be, it'll be really tough. Um, and even there's speakers that come, they used to come to our school and just that share the light of chiropractic and what they've experienced through their time serving their patients. That is a lot of things that helped me a lot Mm -hmm. to keep me to the end goal, like keep your eye on the end goal. Having a mentor is what keeps me motivated um, to have a good one that'll check in with you and just see how you're doing and making sure you're okay. Um, I have a couple who are fantastic and just text me randomly to make sure everything's going good if I need anything. Um, But it's also hard to find a mentor because, you know, they say chiropractors eat their young. So finding someone who genuinely cares about you um, is important. So, and that's what keeps you motivated because you see their where they're at, they're so happy. They love their job. You're like, Oh, I just can't wait to get there. And that's what keeps me motivated. Awesome. Yeah. Shadowing and going and seeing like, I want this clinic. Like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Or like, Oh no, Mm -mm, that's Mm -hmm. not what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. So what are some of the things that you like, what's this process like for you transitioning from a student to looking at the finish line Like what things are you getting in place? Are you starting to get like a resume, a business plan? Like what kind of stuff is on the agenda for this year as you prep for graduation? So a great thing that our school, we do offer business classes. So one of the classes was for us to create a business plan. So I actually took that pretty seriously and created my own business plan. Um, My plan was always to open up when I'm out of school. So getting ready for that, um, making sure, like I said earlier, and like saving money as much as you can throughout your, throughout your, um, 
when you get your loans and whatnot. So you're not totally at zero when you get out. <laughs> um, so that is how I'm getting ready. I'm also making sure that I'm shadowing docs uh, back home in New Jersey because things are very different from Jersey to Georgia. <laughs> um, and just- Is that where you're going to go practice in Jersey? Yes, that's the, that's we the plan. Thought, we thought about Rice Lake. Rice Lake, Wisconsin. It's, it's a booming epicenter. Um, Honestly, I've heard that. I, there are some badass chiropractors in Wisconsin. Well, are you familiar with Lona Cook? No. Okay, because she's come to life. Like, she's a powerhouse woman. It's, it's very interesting because Wisconsin does have some very predominant female I chiropractors. I swear, lately, that's been, that has, I've been hearing that. Even Dr. Marsha Schaefer's in Wisconsin, yep. right? Yes, Doctor Christy. Yes, Wick. I mean, I'm like, what is, what is going on? Dang. Anyways, um, so you were talking. About, um, oh gosh. How did you decide? Did, you said like you knew you were going to open a practice. How did you? How did you know that? Like that's. that's um, people were there. Like, I don't know what I should do. I feel personally. Um, I just want to be my own boss and I know that I'm capable of giving care to other patients out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like know it in my heart and I'm just going to follow it. Um, there's really no like, uh, a B C D all examples. I just know it. And so I'm just going to do it. That's like my biggest thing. So So do you see a lot of your, um, peers struggling with the decision yet or is it um, like because I remember yeah it, it, I mean it's pretty it was probably later than you are though that like there was definite this whole group of people who knew what they were going to do like they either had an associateship lined up or they knew they were going to open and like where they were going to open not necessarily like the address but like the city yeah and yeah it was like the other group that was like oh you guys I didn't know we were doing that shoot <laughs> You were supposed to tell me that we were supposed, we were making this decision and now all of you, now I feel behind. So you haven't gotten to that point yet. You'll see it. It's fun when it happens, especially when you're in the other group where you know, and everyone else is freaking out. <laughs> like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen when we graduate in three months? Like, did you? Yeah. It is scary. It's I was like, oh my God, it's happening so fast. Like it's going to happen at the end of this year. But, uh, it, also like what's best for you and your family and working for, I hear so many good things about working for someone else and working at, as an associate. There's so many good things about it. And there are times where I'll, think, I'll go back and be like, Oh, maybe I should, I could get more experience. Like, but I'm like, I could do it. I'm going to get experience regardless, opening up for myself or working for someone. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you know that you want to open up, like do it. Um, Crap, what was I going to say? Oh, the other thing in that like little freak out zone, three, four months before graduation that happens is all of these students who've been talking to chiropractors, a lot of times it's like their chiropractor growing up and we'll just paint an image of like, a guy who's like thinking he's going to retire soon and has been kind of unintentionally stringing this student along of like, mm-hmm. when you graduate, 
you can come by my practice. I'll probably be ready to uh, retire by then. Or like, yeah, you go to school. And by the time you graduate, I'll be ready for an associate. So like, there's all these things that like these ethereal job opportunities that when then the students like, okay, so uh, my business teacher said that you and I should start talking about a contract. And then that chiropractor is like, oh, shoot. Do I want to hire an associate? Like three years ago, when you went to chiropractic school, it sounded like I would be ready to retire or it sounded like this would be good. But like right now that you are asking for a literal contract and how much I'm going to pay you. And so then you've got these people Mm -hmm. who are like, I thought I had this and it just blows up. That's something that that happened to me um, where you know, this guy was like, yep, you'll come associate and then you can buy my practice. And then like, as we got closer, it was like, you know, what you should do is you should go to a different town and practice for a little bit. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's not happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so like to the people who that does happen to, because it will happen, it will happen every quarter to a whole group of people is please just rest back on your faith that God has such a better plan for you. Mm-hmm. Such a better plan because I bet. And also, you you make a plan and God laughs anyway. So yeah, right, <laughs> like if you ask, if you took a hundred chiropractors like that had a story like that and asked them, did it work out for the better? Like I bet you every single one of them, you know, would be like, oh, thank yes, God I didn't do that. Like thank you, literally to God for mm-hmm. having my butt on that one. So yeah uncertainty is good too I mean oh but we hate it we hate it but it's it's a good time for you to actually be in your thoughts and figure out what you actually want and need Mm -hmm. all part of the growing process well you haven't had to be uncertain about your future your entire life so Mm -hmm. like in kindergarten you knew you were going to first grade and in high school you knew you were going to college and in college, you knew you were going to grad school. And so like, you were able to think about your life in these chunks of like, and then I'll go to high school for four years and then I'll go to college for four years and then I'll go to chiropractic school for four years. Mm-hmm. And so when you start getting in, you're like, and next I will <laughs> shoot. <laughs> like it's, it is, it's uncertain. It's uncomfortable and we hate it, but it is, you're right. It is so important because the rest of life works this way. You know? Yep. Um, Make plan and God laughs. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Victoria, you are absolutely delightful. Thank you. Thank for you. Being my student on here. Um, if you change your mind and do want to move to Rice Lake to be an associate, let me know. Uh, <laughs> so are you willing to answer some questions if any students have them type thing? Like, can uh- we... Absolutely. Um, I am on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me. Um, my Instagram handle is at future.dr.victoria. And my Facebook is Victoria Petruzella. You can find me. Um, I'm sure Dr. Lauren can put that in the show notes because my last name's pretty pretty long. (laughs) Put it in the show notes, Kirby. (laughs) We'll tag you. We'll, you know, this whole social media thing, like as if people need to, you know, write down your handle. It's like, I'll share it. It'll be great. So 
Yeah. But Instagram is great. I've been connected to so many students and they've emailed me and like asked me questions about boards and stuff too. So any questions you, I will answer for sure. I'm here to help you guys and we can just all help each other. Excellent. Well, (laughs) thank you so, so much. Um, All right. So she slayers, there you go. Reach out to her. Um, there's your student. We'll, there were some really good students though, who did, you know, we will absolutely have another student because this was a very helpful conversation for sure. And, yeah. you know, I'm just getting old. And so I'm like, I don't know the people still do this. <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. She slayers until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.